Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, Steve Hall. Welcome to another episode of the Mustang Owners Podcast. Today we're joined by Angela Graham, who is the general manager of the Auto Barn. Uh, the Auto Barn is actually a sales and consignment dealership in the Concord, North Carolina area. They sell cars. I guess you could sell motorcycles if they came about. We you, do. You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, anyway, I, I'm looking forward to talking with uh, Angela to find out a little bit more about the whole process of uh, selling and buying cars at the, the Auto Barn. I want to welcome you to our podcast. And if you would, just tell us a little bit about the history of the Auto Barn. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and I enjoy talking about Auto Barn and, of course, our process of consigning vehicles and selling them. Auto Barn has been in business for about 16 years now, so uh, we've been at it quite a while. We really enjoy what we do because we, we never know what we're going to get in at any given moment since we are a consignment dealership. People constantly come to us wanting to know, you know, can you sell my car? Do you want to buy my car? What What is my car worth? And we do our best to answer those questions. If I come to the auto barn and I've got a Mustang to sell, can you walk me through the process so that for some people, an assignment dealership might be something that they're aware of, but not too sure how the process works. I know what service does the auto barn provide? Why do I want to use the auto barn to sell my vehicle? What what makes this work? What makes this business model work for both of us so that, you know, my car is sold, I'm happy with what we sell it for, and you, turn, you of course, are able then to sell the car at a process that works for the auto barn. So if you would, uh, I walk in with a Mustang, I talk to you or the person that uh, I need to in there, what happens? What, what do we, well, if you don't mind, walk us through the process for me to want to do this process through the auto barn. Sure. Um, first of all, we take the wholesaling process out of your hand so that you don't have to deal with it. So it's hassle-free, no headaches dealing with uh, prospective buyers and answering a million questions. First thing you do is you can bring us the car or you can send us photos of the, the vehicle so that we can take a look at it and uh, check the market. You know, you tell us what you'd like out of it. We will gauge it against the market and see what makes sense for everyone to try to get you the most for your vehicle. Once you bring it in, then we discuss all those things. If we agree, then we bring it in on consignment. We get all the details from you, all the information that we can get about your Mustang, and then we uh, take it in and make sure that all the paperwork is filled out and processed and entered. Um, And then we send you the agreement so that you can review it, sign it, send it back. We list the vehicle on over a dozen platforms. Of course, we have our own website, but then we list on many different platforms uh, online and we use our social media platforms as well to uh, put your car in front of a global audience. So it's not just local purchases, it's anyone globally. We do a lot of internet sales. So we have a lot of uh, email leads and phone leads that that generate a lot of buzz for people that want to purchase your vehicle. So we put that deal together for you. And then when it sells, we bring you in and we give you a nice check for your vehicle. So that's the best part and the part that everybody's looking forward to. And uh, we hope that we can make it a pleasurable experience. 
that's I mean that's great but let me ask this so if I bring my car and there are a few things it's just not really quite up to snuff with the car a little bit you kind of you look at the car I'm sure you want to inspect the car you want to check it out maybe sure uh, see the the shape it's in if we find that there are some things that might help the car have create more value is that something that you would help me with uh, or point out to me or something that you know maybe it's just simply you know some t- tire issues or there's just you know little things that you know make a difference with cars with uh, potential buyers where sure. I don't know that per se you know I'm not thinking of those things I just know that well I'm going to rest on my car what am I going to get out of it but obviously as a as a seller I want to get as much as I can do you sometimes kind of evaluate the car and say well it would probably be better if you do some things to it to increase the value so that it's, it's more sellable at the same time. Absolutely. Yes. Um, if When you bring it in and we assess the value of it, if we see that there's something small that can be done to increase the value of the vehicle, then we would point that out. And at that point, you have the opportunity of deciding if you would like to have that done. We can get a quote. We can look at what, what it would cost, whatever it is. Say there's a small little scratch on it and we need to do a paint correction. Then we would get that quote for you and have it taken care of so that we can get it ready to sell. Because one thing we do when we bring a vehicle in is it's a free consignment. We take care of the professional photos and video and write-up ourselves to make sure that we have a beautiful listing to make your car as attractive as possible. So we take care of all those things. We, we do have our cars professionally detailed. That part we often pass on to the, to the seller to make sure that we get the most out of the photographs and the video of your vehicle. I wanted to find out if we agree on a price for the vehicle and the car is on display and we've done whatever work we feel needed to uh, to help enhance the image and the value of the car. But a person comes in and he wants to offer you less. They want to offer less for the car than we have for sticker. Uh-huh. And I think that's probably because I think the mindset is always with the car. You never pay what's on the windshield. You always got to try to, you know, negotiate a bit. Exactly. So what what happens then? So when I sit down with you, do I give you a price to say, well, this is what I'm going to sell it for, but this is the least amount I'll accept for it so that you have a range? Or do you, we agree on a price and then anything less than that, you call me and say, hey, here's, we have a possible deal available to you. Is this, you know, we talk the numbers and, and then leave the decision to me. How does that work? Okay, what we do is, of course, we settle on what you would like to get for your Mustang. If we get a low offer and we feel like it could work out, then, of course, we take it to you, and it's up to you to decide. Naturally, in the negotiation process, there could be some back and forth there, but because it is your car, we always want you to have the opportunity to sell it as quickly as possible. So we would take those offers to you as the seller. Okay, so any any so almost any offer that would come across, even though you're kind of going, you let the you would let me as the owner make that final decision uh, on that on that offer. Yes, absolutely. Now, if the offer's half the value of what you want, we're not going to waste your time with that. But Mm -hmm. if it's 
you know, if it's closer within 5,000 or so, then of course we're going to give you a, a chance for a quicker sale because it is your car and we don't want to make decisions. Right. But like you said, though, it is a negotiation so that I may say, well, no, but I'll go to this price and start that kind of negotiation back with a counter offer and go from there. Absolutely. Gotcha. So and then I, it sounds like, though, you also you do uh, professional photos and videos. So all that is, is at your expense. So you, you pay for all of that for it to be on. Uh, that is correct. Online. So we, we invest in your car. So we're invested in selling it for you. We do not make our money until we sell your vehicle. Yeah. So obviously that's helpful because then I'm sure you want to make sure the car is shown in the right light. And so to speak, it presents itself well, as they say, type of a situation. So, so now I walk in, I'm a different guy. I want to buy a car. I want to buy one of the Mustangs that you have on display. And I assume that's probably a little simpler process because it's just a purchase option at that point to walk in and say, okay, well, you've got this 68 sitting here. I'm interested in it. And do you allow a person to do a test drive? We do, but we make sure that they're very serious buyers before we allow that because the cars are on consignment. So we often need a commitment from them first, a deposit. When, we, when we're when we in negotiations for someone to purchase a car, such as a 68 Mustang, then we always come to an agreement on what they're willing to pay for it before we ask for a commitment like a deposit. Our deposits are $500 that we secure with. It can be cash, check, or credit card, whatever they prefer to do. It is fully refundable if they decide to back out of it. But yeah, we, we make sure we have a commitment before we have anyone test drive a vehicle. We also always have a staff person with them and the staff person will drive the car first and make sure that they understand if there's something special they need to know about that car, that they understand it. And when they test drive these cars, say the 68 Mustang, it's in our parking lot. It's on our premises we don't get it on the open streets because we want to make sure that we're careful with someone's prized possession. Well, no, I, I know the feeling because here at the museum, we feel, you know, we're kind of the same way. It's not our car, but we have to take care of it better than if it was our own car. Exactly. Uh, to a higher level of standards so that, uh, you know, we, because we, we, well, without the cars here, we're not in business. Without your cars to sell, you're not in business. So Correct. That's, that is a standard that uh, I think people need to understand is that it's not like going down to your corner, corner car lot and looking around and see all the balloons and the funny guy that blows up and down <laughs> right. and around. No, it's, it's, it's for the, it's really, I think you're finding more and more of the cars that are there. There are more collectible kind of cars. Am I, am I wrong with that? I mean, I know you probably sell any car that comes along, but I seem to find the auto barn, you find some really very cool cars, not just Mustangs, but a lot of them you can kind of say are, you know, they're vintage, they're muscle, they're collectible cars. Absolutely. We, we consign all year make and model. We do have so many show cars and collectible cars that they're just pristine. And of course, we have the everyday driver, the survivors and, and things like that. We sometimes will have a few project cars. So we don't, we'll take a look at any vehicle for uh, consignment and sale. But most of the time, yeah, of course, they're collectors. Well, I, I have been down there many times, and uh, have, as I walk around, you have to see all the cars there. And I am, of course, partial to one brand of uh, car, one brand of Mustang, yeah, <laughs> brand sure. of, of Ford. But you do see some very, very nice cars there and some trucks that Thank are there. You. 
Uh, so it's nice to see the variety. So it's enjoyable just to look at cars. I mean, with car guys like looking at cars. So that's let's be honest. May not be what you want to own, but you enjoy looking at the cars. And I know you and I have always had conversations about. Uh, that Mustang looks a little low on price, or that Mustang looks a little high on price. Right. But you know that, but that's going to happen. I mean, that's, sure. that's just the way it is. And so, you know, sometimes people may walk in and see a price and think, "Oh my God, that's a steal! I got, I want, I want to take advantage of that sure. price and buy it and such." So, and you mentioned a, a little bit ago that you sell all over the world. Where are some of the international areas that you've had a car um, sent to? Oh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, we have sold a couple of cars to Malta, which is an island right below Italy. Mm -hmm. We've sold to Australia, Japan, I believe Sweden, Switzerland, the Netherlands, lots of places. New Zealand. I'm not sure if mm -hmm. I said that, but no. yeah. No, it's it's those, all over the place. It's funny you say that outside of Manal, uh, outside of Malta, all of those countries that you mentioned, they're all very strong with Mustang clubs and groups and organizations, cool. and, which is just as a side note. Right. Um, but uh, we've we've learned that any of the older Mustangs that go over into Europe, they don't have to pay the duty like they have to if it's a brand new one. And so the, the, that's why a lot of the older cars, the collectors in Europe like the older Mustangs because they pay the, whatever they pay for here in the States, it comes over, they're not have to pay extra. But if they buy a brand new one, they almost have to pay a duty equal to the price of the car. That's interesting. So it's very expensive for the newer cars. For the newer cars. cars to go over there. Correct. So that's something that we've kind of learned here because people from around the world come and see this and they say, well, that's actually a car they could afford because there's not duty on it because it's an older car. Sure. So I, I'm sure you have, sometimes you may have me deal, not so much worry about duty. That's not your responsibility. But sometimes that's in their mindset of what they will buy and will not buy because of that. Sure, and that makes sense. And, and what's cool about it is these other countries, they enjoy having a little slice of Americana. Well, I got to tell you, it's a little bit more than it's surprising. There is annually in Sweden, outside of Stockholm, about 30 miles, 40 miles outside of Stockholm, uh, there is what they call the, the American Car Show. They get 12,000 American cars attend that event. That's amazing. 12,000. I mean, yes. that's a lot of cars. Yes. And that's just, that's just, and they're all American from all kinds of different generations of, uh, of brands and generations, what have you. There was a gentleman I knew that used to make uh, uh, car signs. Mm -hmm. And he only did three or four shows a year. And that was one of them. That's all he had to do for, for work-wise. He, he went to New Zealand. He went to Stockholm and he went to Germany, and, they did, and then he did one here in the states. He did four shows a year, and that's how he that's how he did his business. But twelve thousand cars, and they're all American, and they are hungry for American product. Oh yes, no doubt about that. You know, they you had can tell. You know, shirts, hats, signs, sure. whatever. They're sure. just the more the Americana they have, the more Americana right. their car is, kind of thing. Right. So it's it's a very interesting car culture out there. Uh, and that's why right now the world record for the Mustang Parade Lap is in Belgium, because they had enough. They had thirteen hundred Mustangs that could actually partake in that. So it just gives you an idea of the strength and the pull of the Mustang in in Europe and such. So I'm not surprised that's a. It's not. Those are some of the countries that you've had a chance to sell to. So. Sure, and Mustangs really don't last very long in our showroom. It's clear that they're they're incredibly popular, and I'm I'm know that they always will be. 
Oh, I, I know. As I walked in there sometimes, I kind of see some, and then you go back a week or two later, and they're gone. But there was there was one in particular that was there for a while, and I think you and I, I'm not going to talk about the car, but I think you and I kind of talked about it. And then one day I walked in, and it was gone. I go, what? Right. And, uh, <laughs> it's sold. It's sold. And so. There's hey, a buyer for every car really, out there. <laughs> there really is. And, I, and the funny part is also, I, I don't think you can always, you can have a general thought what buyers are looking for, but you sure. cannot have every buyer's thought in in mind. You That's never know true. why they're buying that. We had a guy we asked one time. We asked him here at the at the uh, show. Well, why do you have a bullet? And his answer was, he liked green. <laughs> right. Uh, what about the movie? Did the movie do anything for you? No, I like green. So. You never know why people buy what they buy or why they like what they like. And so it's, it's, you can't go in there with a preconceived notion at all and such. And so, but uh, so let me tell you, know, obviously you guys have done really very well being in, in 16, uh, 16 years and such. What's the, what do you think of the future for the Autobahn Hold? You're, 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 it looks like your sales are up. They are. And honestly, the skies are the limit for us. We are expanding. Um, we're, we're hoping to hire a new admin assistant soon. And uh, we've got a memorabilia that we're adding to our website. So the auto memorabilia is something we hope to launch when we can add that extra help to, uh, to get that going and get it up and running. We're revamping our website that should hopefully go live January 1st. So we will only be growing and, and we we're selling, we're selling a lot of cars every month and it's increasing every month. So of course, when you sell cars, you need to bring in more cars. So our consignments of course are increasing as well. We have a, a, a consignment campaign that we we're running right now that we will help with the transport to get it there. We, we may pay half of it. It really depends on your location and how much it costs, but we, we definitely will invest up to $500 in uh, car transport to get your consignment to us. If it's an approved consignment that we would like to take in and help you sell. Well, that's great news because for those that may not know, Autobahn is actually a sponsor to the museum and to let us know that so we can put that out there to increase the awareness. And so uh, that'll be something that we'll work on because obviously we're here to support the hobby. And if somebody's looking to sell or buy a Mustang sure. or, or one of those other brands, you know, whatever, um, <laughs> we're, we're all for helping our uh, helping our, our companies that we work with because uh, we've worked a couple of projects with Autobarn. And the other, the, they're in a beautiful, and I should also explain, they are in a great little area. It's a great little area. It really uh, is. And so why don't you talk a little bit about that because I don't want to make it sound like it's a, just a barn, but <laughs> it's a cool name. I think it's a great name for, for the business. But uh, just tell us a little bit about the facility and what else is around there so that they can come in and really have a, you can almost spend a day there. Oh, you could. Absolutely. You could probably spend several days. Uh, yes, our facility is actually really beautiful. It's called Gibson Mill. And it's an entire complex that used to be a textile mill. It was uh, called Cannon Mills at one point. It has been totally, it was purchased by three wonderful car guys that decided to uh, completely revamp and remodel the mill and make it make it a beautiful place to go. So uh, Auto Barn Classic Cars is in the very back of the whole complex. So you can't actually see us from the street. But a few of the items that you do see when you pull up to Gibson Mill is uh, the Depot Antique Mall, 
um, which is one of the largest antique malls in the South. And then we have a City Club, which is a special event uh, venue. And then there's there's a uh, several breweries there. There's High Branch Brewing, and then there's Cabarrus Brewing Company. So, and then they're they're adding a, a beautiful Gibson Mill Market that hopefully will be open uh, early next year. Uh, part of it is open now, and there's just there's all sorts of amazing things to do and see in that entire complex. So, I think one of the nice things will be is that for visitors that come over. And they want to look at the cars. Well, the wives might want to go look at antiques. Absolutely. And, you know, i got to be honest with you, the Cabarrus Brewing Company, I've been there many, 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 many times. It's nice. Uh, they have food. They have food food trucks now, but they are going to have a food a full f kitchen in the future, as I understand. Yes. Uh, so it makes it really a nice complex where you'll be able to spend some afternoon just looking at cars, looking at antiques. It's a really very, very nice little area that's put together. And uh, it's something that uh, besides, you know, just being able to look and sell your car there, it's actually just a nice place to go visit. Uh, we have a lot of guests come to the museum and they'll go, well, what other car things are around for us to go look at? And uh, even at this date, race shops are not open, but we always look at, well, you know, the auto barn It's like four miles away from here, just up the road, very close. Sure. And so a lot of people like to head over and just, you know, look at cars, like you said, just to have a chance. And then you can tell the wife that there's an antique shop there. And then once you tell them that, that's it. She's going there and you can go, you go look at cars, you can go drink beer, but you, I'm doing this. And so Absolutely. It's, 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 it's got a hook for a couple of reasons why to go there. So it's a really nice place. And I think you're going to find that the staff there, uh, your staff's been there for quite some time with a lot of experience. Uh, yes. Yes. So why don't you, you, without having maybe, you're not comfortable getting into names, but just tell us a bit about some of the, some of the staff experience wise. Sure. Um, our sales manager has been there for about six years, and um, his name is Bill. Our consignment manager is Tom. He's been there the whole time, 16 years. He is amazing. There's a lot of experience behind everyone. Um, our We have an, another salesperson uh, named, well, we have two salesmen named Danny. One goes by Dino and one by Danny, but uh, they're amazing car guys. They have a lot of experience just as a hobbyist, and um, and they're just very knowledgeable. And of course, our office manager, her name is Sherry, and she's great with everyone. She just loves people. So it's a family atmosphere, and it's a family business. We really enjoy what we do. We just it, we treat it like it is our home when people visit us, and it's funny. It's funny that uh, that you talk about people coming in to look at our cars and how much they enjoy it because we get calls all the time wanting to know what the admission to our museum is because they think that that's what it is. They don't realize it's actually a dealership. And everything is inside. I don't think we mentioned that, but we have a, a huge warehouse space, you could say, that has been repurposed and remodeled. So our entire dealership is inside, not outside. So we can take great care of all of our vehicles and in inventory. Well, I, I, it's nice to find a business, especially when it comes to cars, because cars are important to the owners. I mean, sometimes they've sure. had it for a short period of time, they're going to flip it, or sometimes they've had it for most of their life. The nice thing is that when you go to a place, you're talking to people who have been there and have been in the business, 
It's not some guy who just came in and he's off the street and he's going to be the car guy to sell it to you. These are people that are passionate about the hobby also. And sure. uh, and, and to, to kind of maybe go a little further with that, the Auto Barn actually also does some other events outside of just for the enthusiasts. But uh, don't you, you also have some events yourselves that you kind of put on. Uh, they, I think in 2020, they kind of got held back a bit because of because uh, of COVID. But uh, you recently, for example, you haven't, was it, you call it an open house or what? What a kind of a we call we call our events cruisians, and we do it in the front of the Gibson Mill complex. Um, we have our cruisians twice a year. We try to do a spring and a fall, and it's free admission, no registration required. You don't have to pay for that. Um, you register so that you can be in our door prize drawings. We always model our cruisians the same each time we do them. But the last one we had, because it was the day before Halloween, we did a trunk or treat with it, and it was just a blast. We had the best turnout we've had for so many of our cruisians, and it was just really nice to see so many families enjoying it. And people that hadn't actually been to Auto Barn before that weren't familiar with it and they were exposed to a whole new scene. And it was just it was just amazing to see all the families enjoying uh, trick-or-treating for Halloween and looking at lots of beautiful cars. Well, and that's why I want to kind of point some of those things out. So obviously, I hope our listeners are understanding that the Auto Barn is, I should say, the Auto Barn Classic Cars it's a car place for car people. It's not just a dealership. It's not here to just to sell iron. They're not trying to roll the tires out the door. They really are into car people. And I know that they've been, a, like you said, they've been a sponsor and supporter of the museum and some of our events, which we certainly appreciate. But they're a car people. And that's what you feel you're going to have a comfortability knowing that if your car is going to go there, you're going to be treated correctly as you would as because they're going to treat you how they would want to be treated. And that's actually a classic car mentality to it. At the same time, if you're going to buy a car, I think you should probably feel pretty comfortable that you're getting a good car. You're not going to get something that's got some spray paint on it and a little Bondo to it. And then you're going to go home with it after a while. You're going, you know, you can, you can rely on their expertise a bit. So I think it's important to know that those kinds of assets are out there for a potential sale or purchase of a, of a classic car because there's, it's harder and harder these days to find good cars and good deals. But it's nice to go to see the Auto Barn. And I should also mention, as they mentioned to me, they also can store your car so that if you find yourself in a situation where you've got too much car in too little garage, uh, need a place to put that classic in, in, in some place safe, uh, I'm sure you can call the Auto Barn and they can help you with that also. So as we kind of wrap up a little bit, I just want to see if there's anything else you'd like to add. I just want to say thank you so much for inviting us and we value our relationship with the Mustang Owners Museum and we enjoy when we do have the opportunity to work on events together. Well, they are part of our council actually when we do our work on certain events and so uh, I have to tell you, just uh, just to me anyway with Angela, she's been to a number of our meetings that we've had when we talk about certain events and car cruises and so they are car people so if you go there ask for Angela no ask for (laughs) no (laughs) you're going to find all their team are really they're helpful they're friendly they enjoy talking car they know the language and you'll be comfortable there so with that I'm going to wrap up and I appreciate you coming so thank you for your time and being part of this thank you thank you so much I enjoyed it